Hello everyone, here is Daniel Udai and uh, I, I'm here today with a new episode of our Ecom show. And my guest today is uh, Jason Luong, who is the founder of uh, Floral Decor Imports. And uh, he's from America originally and he lives in Vietnam. And uh, today he will share his story, the story of his business. And also we will discuss the differences between uh, dif different e-commerce markets. So very interesting conversation today. Hey, Jason, how are you today? Good. How are you, Daniel? And uh, thank you for having me on your show. Yeah, I'm doing fine. I just got a call a few days ago and I'm still uh, getting better, let's say. But okay. uh, I'm happy that we can talk today. So sure. I know you are from the US. I read it on your website, actually. And um, how long have you been in uh, Asia? I actually... Um... In the past, well, let's just put it this way. I, I grew up in the U.S., but mm -hmm. I've actually worked and traveled around Asia for over 10 years in the past. Um, and recently, uh, since 2022, the beginning of 2022, I've mm -hmm. moved to Vietnam and I decided to stay here and live here and uh, build, a, you know, build a life here as well. So um, it's, it's been quite a journey. And this is also pretty much a different topic. Um, I know a lot of people want to move to a different country, but... The key to moving to a different country is two things. Um, the first thing is you have to make sure you have money. You, you yeah. have to be able to generate money. If you can't generate money, you're going to leave. It's, it's, not, it's not stable. Um, number two, you have to figure out the visa, the visa laws, the visa rules, and all that stuff for, for you to stay in a different country. For me, it was not an issue because I'm a dual citizen. So uh, I'm able, I also have a Vietnamese uh, nationality. So that allows me to stay in Vietnam um, long term. But if you if you can't figure out your income as well as your uh, the visa rules, it's it's not viable. So those are the yeah. first two things for people have to figure out for anybody who wants to move to a different country. Yeah, yeah, I, I fully agree, and uh, I had this uh, part of my life as well. I mean, I still travel a lot, but now I usually live. I'm usually in Hungary, in my home country, actually, where my family okay. is. But sure. uh, I also I used to live in Thailand for, uh, twice, actually. So nice. I know Asia, I, I've never been in Vietnam actually, but I was in Thailand and uh, yeah, visa can be tricky. So, and also you should make sure that you have a solid living. I remember I moved to Thailand uh, once I got my first business set up and it started generating some good cash flow. So mm -hmm. after I could do it, not when I was an employee because then I just couldn't uh, have financed it. So yeah, it's very important, I would say. Okay, excellent. Um, and when did you come up with the idea of uh, your e-commerce business? So for my e-commerce business, um, it's, I would say it's not really even an e-commerce business. It's more like a wholesale business that we, mm -hmm. that we applied e-commerce concepts to. So okay. what, what, what that means is that um, when, if you look at our website, um, you're going to be able to see that people can purchase items directly on a website. But that's really wholesale pricing. And the reason why I set that up is it, it allows people to purchase things with wholesale pricing um, directly on a website without having to fill out paperwork or fill out forms. Because previously, the way I was doing it, I was having people fill out forms and, you know, fill out Excel files, the pricing and what they wanted. And that was just too much work for the customer. So I wanted to make it as streamlined and as easy as possible. That's why I was able to set it up where, um, you know, people can do it without the, uh, you know, just directly on the website, like a shopping mm -hmm. cart. That's the way I developed yeah. it. Yeah. Actually, I can see it more and more that the wholesale part of the business, not just the direct to end consumer, but also the wholesale is online and 
it's sure. it's almost automated recently i just talked to more and more businesses who do it because uh sure i think before many businesses they uh, had phone calls or they met personally and now it's more, more convenient for sure yes um yes so your uh, products uh, basically pottery products and you manufacture them in china and if i know Correct. well you sell them mostly in the us and canada um that's right how did you find your manufacturer? I think many people, especially, you know, there are many dropshippers um, who want to change to, you know, manufacturing themselves the product, but they struggle to find a, a decent manufacturer, especially okay. if it's not in the US, but in a very different culture, such as Asia sure. or China. So what would you recommend to them? What should okay. they do? Um, let's put it this way. Uh, when you touched on a very important issue, dropshipping. Mm-hmm. Uh, from my perspective, okay, from my personal experience, you're not going to make any money dropshipping. Okay, <laughs> so uh, anybody yeah. who's, who's going to do like, oh, any I'm going to find a budget. Right? Yeah, you're there's no money. money so, but profit. Not really any profit because the marketing uh-huh. cost will kill you. The marketing cost will kill you mm-hmm. already, you know, be, before you even make any money. So anybody who tells, who, who, who says that, oh, okay, um, I'm going to find a bunch of dropshippers and I'm going to put their products on my website and I'm going to, you know, sell it. You're not going to make any money. Just forget about it. If it were that easy, everybody would be doing that. If it were that easy, you know, I mean, this is kind of a joke yeah. for people. So just forget about it. Um, but if you wanted to actually manufacture your own products, import them to the U S or to whatever country you're in and then resell them, um, you could make a lot, you could make money. I wouldn't say it's a lot of money unless it's really high margin or high tech, mm-hmm. but you can make money. Um, in that case, the way to start is you have to build, a relationship with the supplier and, or suppliers, you know, in mm-hmm. the country that you're interested in. Um, the reason why I say that is because um, you're going to want terms. When I say terms is that if you're just starting out, you're probably not going to have a ton of money. So you, what, what do you, when I say terms is that you want to be able to negotiate in a way where you pay the manufacturer 60 days or 90 days after they've shipped your products. That way you have time to sell the products and pay them back. Because if you don't, if you don't have terms, it's going to be very difficult for you to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, in my case, uh, what, what we do is uh, my partner actually owns a manufacturing plant. So because my partner owns a manufacturing plant, um, we get 60-day terms, 90-day terms. Uh, for some words, we even get 180-day terms. So we have 180 days to sell the product before we have to pay the manufacturer back. So this is actually a very critical point because uh, if you have no cash flow, your business is going to die. Yeah. So for anybody who wants to start in any type of, any type of manufacturing, not just my products, but um, if you want to do electronics, you want to do uh, high value, you know, margin products on, you know, that you check on Jungle Scout or whatever it is, um, you want to sell on Amazon, you make sure you develop a relationship with the manufacturer and negotiate terms. And people tend to think that developing a relationship is talking. No, it's not. <laughs> it's actually, it's like dating. It's like dating, you know, when you date somebody, mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, the, the next day, it's like, hey, you want to, you want to, you know, you, you want to, you want to have a stable relationship. It's not like that. It takes time. A lot of communication, yeah. a lot of conversations, a lot of trust that you have to build. So I would say anybody who wants to do something like that would have to do it early. Yeah. And negotiate I, that, those terms early so that they would be able to, uh, to, to actually run a profitable business this way. Yeah, I really like the dating uh, example and also that you mentioned the, the yes. 60, 90 days because I have a different type of business. But in any kind of business where you are, and our financial guy told this to me, um, if you can generate revenue and pay your expenses later, and the later, the better. 
and you should take care of this because if you have to pay expenses before you make the sale, that's yeah. that's a bigger burden on your cash flow. So yeah, um, and we do the same in my company. So and the longer yeah. this cycle, the better. If you have to pay sure, expenses definitely. a year later, if it's possible, then do it. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. You want to hold as much cash as possible. Um, at yeah. the end of the day, anybody who runs out of cash will be dead. So you want to make sure you yeah. have a lot of cash you know, on hand for your yeah. business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so your customers, they are mostly uh, wholesalers in the US. Uh, sorry, not um, close, retailers. Yeah. That's right. There, we do have some customers who are distributors in the US. Mm -hmm. uh, because we, we consider ourselves a direct manufacturer. Uh, but most of our customers are resellers, meaning yeah. they, they own a shop, they own a store, they own a website, and they want to resell our products. And then we would, we would ship to them directly uh, from yeah. our warehouse in, in California. That's what we normally do. Mm -hmm. um, and the way people would probably, a lot of viewers have a question, how do you find these customers? You know, do you post Google AdWords? Do you do Facebook ads? Do you do any of that? Uh, but I'm telling you, for B2B, their Facebook ads is a waste of money. For B2B, don't even bother for B2B, okay? Yeah. Um, I've, played, I've spent hundreds and thousands of dollars on Google AdWords, waste of money. The reason why is, look, if you're gonna pay $10 for a click and your profit margin isn't even that high, it's not worth it. I mean, for, B2, for, B2, no, for B2B, people who are busy, people who are you know, in business, they're running a company, they have their own shop, they're not gonna go, they're gonna, they don't have time to look around Facebook. You see what I'm saying? So it just doesn't make any sense. Facebook is good if you want to sell a $20 item. Yeah. But not if you want to sell wholesale. You know? yeah. So you got to consider the, the market and what, what the situation, you know, the situation is for you. Um, so most of the customers I've had actually come from email marketing. And Daniel, I know that you specialize in email marketing. Um, your firm actually does. So uh, a lot of our customers come from email, email marketing, but the bulk of our customers, um, what they do is it's just hardcore sales. What I mean is I would go on Google search, I would type in um, garden centers in California mm -hmm. and every result that I see, I would call them and say, Hey, uh, this is Jason. I'm from floor decor imports. Uh, I have a, I have a wholesale, you know, pottery that I'm looking to sell, you know, can I speak to the buyer? And then from there you build that relationship. And afterwards it's every single week, there's a follow-up every single week, either they get a call or an email or something from me. And that's how eventually that's how they build a trust. Because if they don't hear from you anymore, they don't know who you are. Um, and yeah. trust takes time. And that's what I do with all the customers to build that trust. Um, it's, it's very hard work. It's very discouraging. But if you're willing to put in the effort, you could build a business that way. Yeah. Good. So basically cold calls. Uh, that's cold calling. Channel or yeah. How else would you do it though? How else would you do it? Let's think about it. Let's think about it. If you were, if you, if you or anybody wanted to start a business like this, how else would you do it? If you don't cold call, how else would you do it? I mean, Google AdWords is too expensive and you're not going to get any results. Facebook is too expensive. It's not going to get mm -hmm. any results. Um, the best way is to reach these people directly because I know for a fact after talking to these customers in B2B, most people who are busy with a shop or in operations, they don't have time to look at Facebook. They don't have time to search for stuff on Google. So that it just doesn't work that way, you know? But if you're trying yeah. to sell a $20 t-shirt, you know, I'm sure Facebook will work, will work well. Yeah, it's inclusive <laughs> buying, right? It's different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you are not the first who I talk to in e-commerce and who uses uh, cold calls, but it's rare for sure. Even in B two B e-commerce, uh, we work with a few B two B e-com companies, but they they usually do SEO or Google ads. That's what that's what they do, but they are in a different industry. 
Um, sure. But all of the companies who I know do, uh, doing cold calls, they are successful companies, like seven figure or higher, uh, sure. which is very interesting. I think it's very underrated in e-commerce and people, yeah. they just don't want to do it, right? Um, well, you, well, people don't want to do what's hard. That's true. Nobody wants to do what's hard and what's difficult and what, yeah. you know, they, they want to just put an ad out and hope that they get leads, but it doesn't work that way. And don't get yeah. me wrong. We do Google AdWords too. I mean, in the past, mm -hmm. we do SEO as well. We yeah. do everything. I mean, everything, everything that other people do, we do. But yeah. I know what works is cold calling. I know what yeah. works is cold calling because um, let's put it this way. I'm sure for yourself and for a lot of our viewers, every day there are, you get hundreds of emails from people claiming to be, you know, either a Nigerian prince who's going to give you money or, yeah, or, um, they're, 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 you know, these, all these SEO emails that people you know, offer you SEO services for cheap, redesign your website. What's going to make you stand out is if you actually talk to somebody on the phone and that person's legit, that's, what's going to stand out. Um, yeah. you know, and, and if, if you want, if you want to just do what everybody else is doing, then you're going to get the same results. But if you really want to do, you, you really want to be serious about something, you're going to have to cold call. You'd have to reach out directly to people. Um, yeah. so that, that's, I, I stand by that. And because I, I wouldn't say anything I don't do. So I do that. And all the other marketing techniques work too, like, um, SEO and all that. I do all of that too. I do all of that too. If you look at our website, uh, if you type in imported ceramic pots, we are number two. So mm -hmm. we're not on SEO, on Google organic search. So we, we, we do all that too, but, but that's not giving me any leads. And if I need business today, immediately, I'm going to call somebody. I need money yeah. today. I'm going to call somebody. I'm not going to wait for that. You know, I think we should have a more proactive approach in terms of building a business. Yeah, and also proactivity, right? Uh, yes. I know a few e-commerce, they are even friends of mine. And uh, when I talk to them, like, okay, what did you work on today? And sometimes they tell me I didn't do anything because we just run the Facebook ads. It's all done. It's there. And we wait for leads or customers. And like, right. what? Like, you should be proactive yeah. as a business owner. Like, you should whatever works for you, cold calls, yeah. put out a story on TikTok, I don't know, a YouTube video, yeah. whatever works, but just, uh, I don't know. It's hard to imagine for me that you just sit down or sit back and you don't do anything. Yeah. Those, people aren't, rich. those people aren't successful. They're, those people aren't successful and they're not rich. I'm telling you right now. There's, yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. the, if you want to, people who just want to put ads out, they don't understand that what they don't understand is that, for example, let's just take Google AdWords. Okay. Google AdWords. I used to use them a long time ago. I don't use them anymore, but yeah. do you know how many, you know, how many waste of money clicks you get from people in from the Philippines and India or Bangladesh, and they just want to yeah, reach out yeah. to you for SEO services. <laughs> they do, they search for your, your website, they click on it, you pay $40 and they send you an email saying, do you want SEO services? <laughs> I mean, that's how it works. And that whole, um, the whole, you know, geotagging thing that Google has where, they, they filter out people from, you know, different regions. It doesn't work because everybody has a VPN. So it doesn't work. You know, people yeah. in any other country just did use the American VPN and, and, and find your website that way. So same yeah. with, same with uh, Facebook, Facebook ads, you know, all those likes and comments that people get from an ad that's meaningless. What's meaningful is do you get the sale? If you get no sales and you know, a hundred people like your post, so what, what's the point of that? Right? So people are not looking at, what actually brings you money? They're looking at, Oh, I'm getting attention because I posted, you know, a $200 ad for this week. Um, but more, but like I said, most people are not serious about business. They just, you know, they, they, they think they're doing business, but where's the sale? If there's no sale, forget it. You, know, you have to measure the actual conversion. You know, for example, I do the same thing. I make a hundred calls. How many sales do I get? 
Am I even getting one or two? Mm-hmm. If not, then it's a waste of time, right? You got to at least get something. So people are not measuring their, their progress. And what or does they measure it, get... it in a wrong way, right? Like the Correct. wrong KPIs, like likes, exactly. impressions. Whatever. Likes, impressions. Don't... You, do you know how many bots Facebook has? Millions of bots. They, yeah, yeah. they do that. They, they put those likes and comments on purpose just so that you, you think that it's, it's a good deal. So you, you keep paying for those ads. But most of that's meaningless. So um, it's, it's, it's very challenging. It's very challenging. Um, and everybody's business is different. They have a different experience. But in my, you know, in my experiences, um, at least in my business, you, you don't want to rely on that. You want to measure what actually brings you the sale. So if you spend $100 on an ad on Facebook, how many sales did you get? And if it's zero, then it's not working. It's really not working if it's zero. You know, don't, I mean, don't kid yourself. You know, I mean, just be honest here. So, um, and I want people to put that in perspective. But the key is not Facebook or Google. The key is if your offering is no good, if your product or service is no good, I mean, it doesn't matter the amount of marketing or sales you do, nobody's going to buy. If you, so the key is people are not resolving the key issue, which is their offering. If your product or service is not good, the amount of the amount of sales you do, the amount of advertising mm-hmm. you do, it's not going to work. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the offer has, you know, it's it's more important than the marketing and sales or copywriting or creative, yeah. whatever. But yeah. the offer itself and the product itself, that's uh, yes. more important. Yes. Yeah. So um, you would, yeah. If something is really good, people will search for it. So before mm-hmm. you build, before anybody builds a brand or builds a business. Think about it. Is this something that people want? Is this something that people really, really want? You know, I mean, if it's not, then move on. If you're not going to stand, if you're not going to stand on the market, then just move on. Like for me, the way I build my e-commerce business with wholesale is we have cheap pricing. We have very low pricing. That's our advantage. We beat out most. We beat out most people in terms of pricing, mm-hmm. and that's our advantage. If we if we don't have that unique advantage, there's no way to make it work. Yeah, so it's got to be something. It can't just be, oh, you're doing this, but I can do better, but I'm just offering the same things, but a different design. No, that's, that's, that's not going to work. <laughs> and uh, how much time it took for you to realize that? How many things you tried? You, you knew um, it from day one or it took years how it looked yeah. like? I, I used to be a marketer before I, got about, before I got involved in this business. So I was helping people with a lot of uh, social media, SEO, all of that stuff. So I was very aware of what was going on um, a long time ago. So I would say, but in terms of how this applies to the general situation, I would say maybe about two years, I realized that okay. a lot of stuff I was do, doing for other people, it doesn't work. And what I do for myself isn't going to work. So we just have to, uh, it depends on your business. Everything depends on your business. And the key people don't understand is, let's just say right now you go on Facebook or LinkedIn and you're right, you, you post a picture of yourself or a picture of something and you write this short little message that's not going to be presented to many people. What their algorithms look for is, con- is the content. So the content has to be helpful or useful in whatever you're posting on LinkedIn and Facebook. And if it is, they would push your content up higher to show more people um, your, your content. So that's why people say or say that, oh, you know, I don't have any organic reach. You know, organic reach doesn't work. Nobody's seeing my post. Yeah, because your content sucks. That's why. <laughs> and you're just, not, you're just yeah. not admitting it. So all of that come, comes into play. So, um, you know, people just have to be aware of what they're doing. I mean, and if it's not working, stop, just stop wasting your time. If it's not working and do, do something different yeah. and do some research. Yeah. Yeah. And also learn from your experience because, uh, yes. many people say that, uh, 
many gurus say that you should post frequently, I don't know, 10 times a day or whatever. But if you mm. post the same yeah. crap every day for every year and no results, then something is missing. Like your content sucks, yes. as you said, and you don't learn from you know, what works, what doesn't, and you should iterate all the time. So I think that's crucial uh, to yes. improve. Posting 10 times a day or something like that, it could work because you are getting a lot of free attention from people. But the point is, it's, I mean, what do you have to say though? The key is, do you no. even have that much to say? Do you even have anything valuable to say? If you don't, then don't waste your time. It wouldn't make any difference if you don't. Um, and it also depends what you're trying to do. I mean, if you're trying to, it, it always, it, it still comes down to what is your offer? If your yeah. offer is good, if your offer is, is the service or product is something people really need, they like it, they love it, then okay, then, you know, it, it's not gonna be hard for you to sell those products. You know, I mean, but if you, if the offer is not right, it doesn't matter how much you post. It's just not going to work. Yeah. 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 Um, let's talk about cold calling. So sure. what's your process? What tools do you use? Um, you just literally use Google, you type it in that California, yes. or, I don't know, San yeah. Diego. And then, yeah. So what's the process? So the process for cold calling is, um, you want to, you know, I don't believe in building lists because when you start building a list, it's, uh, people just waste time building a list they never call you know they, they, they think it's easier to put a list to call so what you do is you you search for companies that you're interested in contacting in the locality you use the same keywords like for example california garden center uh san diego garden center whatever in my business um and there's a phone number there and you just call them you call up call them up and there's going to be two there's going to basically be three responses you know one is they hang up on you or they're not interested. Okay. And forget about them. Move on. Okay. No big deal. Right. Don't get your feelings hurt. It's just, it's just normal. And number two is they say, Oh, you know, I'm interested, but I'm busy right now. You know, I'm going to check it later. Then in that case, you get their information, you get their email, you get their, their contact or name, and you just send them a quick email. Hey, thanks for, thanks for taking my call. Um, you know, I'm, 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 you know, here's my information. Here's my brochure. Here's my pricing. I look forward to connecting with you soon. And you put them on mm -hmm. a follow-up list. And number three is they, they, they're going to say like something like, um, oh, you know, the, the, the owner's not here or something like that. So in that case, you would ask them for the owner's information. Uh, do you have an email address? Do you have a name you can give me? That way you can still send that information out. Um, and if, they, if they're not willing to give it to you, then you move on. There's many, many people out there in the world. You don't have to waste your time or get your feelings hurt over one prospect or one person. It doesn't matter. And then you just do that, you know, 50 times a day, 100 times a day. Normally what I do is 50 calls a day. And I don't stop until I finish 50 calls. I don't go, I, I don't go to sleep. I don't, you know, I don't do anything until I finish those 50 calls and 50 calls will take you two hours. It doesn't take that long to be honest. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. and people just, you know, they make two calls a day and they give up. They're saying it's too hard. You know? <laughs> so you cannot be discouraged. This is, this is, I mean, spending two hours doing full cold calling is better than you spending $200 on, on advertising. I'm just telling you, it's just straight up, at least for B2B. Yeah. You know? Um, so, you know, I also work with e-commerce companies and actually I, we never did cold calling, but sti it's still on my mind. And, uh, the biggest struggle for us was finding quality phone numbers. Um, is it a problem for you or not? Because we work with e-commerce no. companies. I can find their support email, sometimes even the email of the founder, but even that it's rare and phone number, like no chance, at least maybe I used wrong tools, but. We tried LinkedIn website, you know, 
different uh, sources, but it's just hard or I don't know. Uh, what's your so, experience? So you're, when you do a Google search, do you use Google Maps? Because Google Maps search, normally the phone number and address pops up. So okay. normally, at least the, if you use Google Maps uh, to search, you're going to be able to find a phone number and you're going to find um, a, an, an address. Email, uh, not necessarily email, but at least you find a phone number, you can call and find out yeah. more information. So normally I think Google Maps searches work better than Google mm. Organic and they probably work better than LinkedIn uh, in that sense. I mean, LinkedIn is great. I mean, don't get me wrong, LinkedIn is great, but LinkedIn is more like, the people on LinkedIn are more, they want to do business on people on LinkedIn. They want a, yeah. a profitable transaction. That's what they want on LinkedIn. But uh, if it's just a kind of like a cold call thing, I, I wouldn't do LinkedIn. I would just call them directly, call the company, find out, and 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 people make a lot make this mistake a lot. When I call these customers, I'm like, you know, I state my offer right away. It's like, hey, I'm a wholesaler of ceramic pots. I'm a wholesaler of ceramic pots and garden decor. Uh, we have live inventory in California that's ready to ship to you. You know, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna send you. A, I'm gonna send you a price list, and can I, you know, I would love to work with you in a first order. You state you state your case right away. Don't go around in circles. People don't have time to listen to your your roundabout proposal that you state your case. What are you, why are you calling? Answer that question. Why are you calling? Why should I listen to you? State that case. You know, you are not like, to... you are not like I'm Jason. Hey, I hope you are doing well. And then, no, 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 just state yeah, your case. And then, uh, time for that. Let's set up a call next week or No, 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 state your case. State your case yeah. on the first call. State your case. Stop calling back. Say, okay. If they say no, they're not interested. Okay, move on, move on. Yeah. Well, no big deal. Yeah, that's yeah. just life. Yeah, so that's the best way I would say that's it. You, you have to be direct and you have to be uh, very concise about what you want to do with these customers. You can't, you can't take time to, um, you know, go around the circles because people don't have time for that. I mean, yeah. so that's one, that's really one thing I have an, have an issue with. People say that, you know, um, in marketing or something like that, you need to have a relationship marketing or building. I mean, I don't believe in that. I believe in just directly. I mean, e either you want it or you don't, right? I mean, think about it. If someone called you, and, and presented their offer. Either you want it or you don't, or maybe not this time. There's only yeah. three things. It's either yes, no, or not this time. You know, yeah. There's no reason to go around in circles and I'm trying to build a relationship for what? This is just a business. <laughs> it's just a transaction. So it's, it's kind of, it's kind of a, I think what's happened is people are confused. Mm -hmm. People are confused because too many people talk about marketing online and they haven't done any business. They haven't sold anything. They haven't actually done business. Um, that's why I believe in being a practitioner, whether it's e-commerce, wholesale, uh, direct import, or any service business that you're doing, marketing business, you have to be a practitioner. You have to actually do it to know it works and doesn't work. That's very key. If you don't do it, you're just reading up on what people say, you know, you know, uh, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk says this, and then you know, someone else says this, you know, it's like, come on. It's like, you're, you're confused. You have to do it yourself to figure out what works for you. So, just do it. Just just stop talking about it. Stop stop listening to audiobooks. Just do it is the key. Yeah. And uh, people don't people still don't want to do that because it's hard. It's hard. It's not easy to get out of your comfort zone. Yeah, and I, I know this that you know that there is this halo effect that if you uh, yeah. see a big guy with many followers, then you think that they make a lot of money. Uh, number one, it's not always true, or actually in many cases it's not the truth. Uh two things are very different, how much money they make and the impressions or likes. But even if yes. they do it, uh, because there are rich guys out there with many likes and followers, but sure. maybe for you, it won't work what they did or they, uh, 
I really like the example of Mark Cuban. I think uh, he sold his company for five billion uh, like 20 years ago or something. Yes. And yes. since then, I don't know what the guy has done. Like uh, he's in Shark Tank. He bought a basketball team and he talks a lot, but I cannot see any anything on no, the table. He doesn't have to do anything. Yeah. He honestly doesn't have to do anything. He just collect interest on his money and it's enough to, Which is fine. to do anything he wants. Yeah. Which is fine, I guess, for him. He's happy. Yeah. But, you know, most people who want to grow their business, they should behave differently and do things differently. Of course. So, so let's put it this way. Um, for example, I'm going to use the example of Gary Vaynerchuk. Everybody says, you know, you have to listen to him and he's going to do 10 pieces of content a day. Yeah, yeah. If you look at how he actually built his business, it was all Google AdWords. It was all Google AdWords when it was cheap. And you know, email, that was how he built his business. Yeah, even yeah. marketing Google AdWords when it was cheap. Um, so I'm sure so, he's you know, great with outbound marketing as well. He yes. he seemed to be the guy who's very like you know I go there and I kick the doors and I make the sale. So yeah, yeah. yeah there's a not everybody's successes can be replicated. You have to just yeah. find out what works for you, and the only way to find out is through um, being a practitioner. You have mm -hmm. to be a practitioner. You can't just say read a book or the audio book and think I'm going to try this. No, do it now, do it today and figure it out. If it's going to work for you or not. Otherwise I think you're not interested in it. You're, you're not interested in doing business. You're not interested yeah. in money. I mean, it's like, I mean, what people say and what they do are very different. So for, for example, um, you know, and if you, let's just say if somebody in your audience or somebody, um, you know, says they want to become a millionaire or a billionaire or whatever that, that goal is, uh, okay, so write out your goals on a piece of paper, you know, on the right side, write out your goals, on the left side, write out what you do every day. And it doesn't match. You're wasting your time every day. You know, I mean, you talk to these people, you did this, you did that. How is that going to lead you to your goal? It's not. Some people are hypocrites. They just say something, but they don't want it. They don't want to do it. So uh, I, I think it's a, it's, it's, a very, it's a very interesting concept when you actually write it down. It's like, oh, you want to be a millionaire, but... Every day you're watching three hours of Netflix, you know, you're talking to your friend, you know, you're going to the gym, but I don't see you doing any real work. So how does that align? It will never happen. So yeah. you're going to be real to yourself. Yeah. Do you track your habits or your day? How it, you know, what you do? Is it I, something I don't, that you do? I, I don't because every day when I wake up, I just know exactly what I have to do for that day. Um, I, and I don't do small stuff. I focus on the big, um, the big issues. For example, I don't, Smaller customers that we that I have, for example, um, if someone's going to buy like $2,000 or $3,000, I don't mm -hmm. care if you buy or not. I go for people who buy $20,000 or more, and I, yeah. I try to work with them only. I don't care about $2,000 or, or, or people like that. So people waste their time chasing the wrong things. You want to focus on the big accounts, the, the, the big profits. You don't care about the small issues. So yeah. that's the way I, I do things. Um, so, I mean, it, if I can close a $20,000 deal this, you know, this week, it's better than me doing a hundred small little things that, that probably don't lead anywhere. You know? So yeah. Yeah. that's why yeah, I, yeah. I focus on. Um, and uh, so I don't know, I don't really have a habit tracker or a daily journal or, or, or writing down, you know, some of the goals. I don't need to do that because I really know what I want to do. Um, mm. And, you know, but some, it works for a lot of people. I'm not saying it doesn't work. It does. But for me personally, no, I just know exactly what I have to do. And yeah. I, I always reach out to the big customers. I don't reach out to small people, like small, small customers where I know they're not going to buy much anyway. So it's a waste of time. So, but people want to test the waters. They always want to reach out to the small, you know, the smaller customers first and try try it out. But that's a waste of time. 
you know, people have no confidence. I guess, you know, what can I say? <laughs> yeah, because uh, they, I think they, yeah, they think that if they talk to the small ones, then they get some feedback and they don't risk uh, losing their reputation, I guess. That's what they think. Yeah. And then they assume that the big guys, they want the same offer. And if it works with the small ones, they will just use it with the big guys. But many times, big guys, they want different things. So Yeah, that's a, that's a huge there. misunderstanding. Every customer wants different things. Mm. Every customer wants different things. So you yeah. have to get to know that one customer. Um, you, you, can't, you can't apply the same thing to, to, to every customer. So uh, I, I think um, if you're going to spend your time doing sales and marketing, you might as well go after the big, the big fish. Uh, because the small fish, I mean, no disrespect to the small fish, but they're not going to give you much revenue. So why are you wasting your time? So, yeah. yeah, I have one more question to you today. I found this yeah. on your website. So what is the Wabi Sabi? Um, oh, concept? Wabi Sabi is, um, Wabi Sabi is an interesting concept. It's really a Japanese concept where um, you, things are more perfect when they're broken and you fix it. So, for example, um, I don't buy clothes. I wear the same clothes over and over again. And yeah. every time my clothes are broken, I take, it to, I take them to, to a tailor and I, I fix them and I wear them again. So it's like the concept of wabi-sabi is you recognize the imperfections in people and in situation mm -hmm. and you appreciate that. And it makes them even more perfect. So instead of looking for perfection, you look at imperfections and you build upon that. So that's the concept of wabi-sabi. Is it uh, something from the 20th century or, or it's a very old concept from Japan? It's an old concept. It's, it's, it's really like a, it's kind of like a Zen Buddhist concept. Okay. It's like, for example, if there's a ceramic cup that's broken, um, instead of buying a new one, you might want to fix it and use it over and over again and it becomes more beautiful over time. That's the concept of Wabi-Sabi. And it has a story, right? Yes. So, yeah. I will check, uh, I will read more about this because I think in today's uh, society, it's something that we need more, not yeah, just sure. throwing out things and buying new all the time. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thanks, Jason, for uh, coming here today and sharing your story. It was a no great conversation. Thanks everyone who listened to us today. And if you like this uh, episode, make sure you uh, give us a like and uh, share your feedback as well. Uh, you can give us a review too. So thanks everyone who listened to us today and uh, stay tuned. Take care. Okay. Thanks, Daniel. And thanks everybody.